You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysrunacouch.com. Back with you for the second half of a doubleheader on a Saturday. I know these are strange times and the schedule bears that out. But but honestly, after that Thursday night game against the Yankees, I just I needed a break. As as we discussed earlier, just that that game was a disgusting mess from the seventh inning on. And just I, I needed a palate cleanser. I essentially went and played Animal Crossing. That's that's what I did with my time. But I I do have to go back. I have to look back on what the Blue Jays have done so far in this simulated season that we have going for us so far. And it it feels amiss if I do it by myself because I'm just going to be, you know... Oh, the Blue Jays are fine. Derek Fisher's an all-star. It's great. Whatever. So to help keep me in check, I have brought on someone who I've been meaning to get on the podcast for a while. She is a regular contributor to Blue Jays Fan Friday on the podcast. She is a Jays from the Couch writer extraordinaire, and she is incredibly patient with her time, and she is joining me. Right now, Karen Sutar of jaysrunacouch.com. Karen, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're, you're very welcome, AJ, and thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I, I need someone to help me just digest what the heck happened on Thursday. Because, again, it was, it was I, I, like, I, I controlled that, and I hated it. So... <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was just all kinds of gross. Um, but we'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll save the pitching for the second half just because, like, I need I need something positive to talk about with you to start. Because we need positivity in this day and age. Yes. So, oh, yeah. So why don't we start with the man who's already lining himself up for MVP votes and is basically carrying the Blue Jays' offense so far? How about we talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? That that seems a happy happy place to start. Let's do that. <laughs> so um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. <laughs> after one a little over one week of play. Uh, is tied for the Major League League in home runs with five, actually tied with his teammate, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., among others. Two back of G-Man Choi for the RBI lead in MLB. He's got 12. He's batting 400. His on-base percentage is actually lower because his on-base is 394, but he's got an OPS of 1.6. I I didn't know that was possible. I didn't either. (laughs) I... Like, like, how did you manage that? Um, that, That's just it. He's just breaking reality with how good he has been so far. Um, He's he's been, I I think it's safe to say, Karen, he's been carrying this Blue Jays offense so far. An offense that has been all right, but is 
is just not looking like it's operating at full capacity. What what does that mean for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to take that kind of step early in the season and assert himself as as a true presence in MLB? Right. Um, I, I mean, making his MLB debut last year, I, I think a lot of fans were expecting numbers like this from him right out of the gates. And for me, that was never really realistic. As a 20-year-old rookie, in spite of who his father was and or, or is, what was in the game is still living, but, uh, you know, and, and how much time he spent around the game in general. But, yeah, well, well, an OPS of 1361 may not be sustainable all season. This this may be his breakout year, and, and it's great to see. Mm. You. Again, it, it just seems like he's he's so much more comfortable. And he, he's taking guys like, um, I, I think back to the Cincinnati performance against Sonny Gray when he looked, when he looked more than comfortable handling a guy with, with Gray's repertoire. And, and he's, he's doing it in the clutch too. Like it's, we're going to, we're going to talk about that bullpen later, but that, that may be one of the things I'm most angry about with the bullpen is that it just keeps wrecking all the good that Flatty's doing with the home <laughs> runs and the and even the sacrifice flies. Like the situational hitting's gotten a lot better from Flatty, which I like. Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to be up here there hitting bombs every at bat. So when when you're not going deep, you have to be productive in other ways. Mm. So. Yeah, and you know you contrast Flatty with. Uh, what we've seen out of Bo Bichette so far this season. A slow start by his standards, only batting 207. Um, no extra base hits for Bo Bichette either. Um, comparing him to Vladdy, what what do you think that is? Do you think do you think that's that's more like shitters just having to lead off every day for a season, or or how how do you think Bo is is kind of taking uh, the start? Um. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. He doesn't he doesn't strike me as the kind of person that gets bothered by jitters a, a lot. He seems quite confident. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just taking him a little bit of time time to warm up. Maybe maybe guys are going after him or yeah, <laughs> it, it, hard, hard to say. Yeah, it it did seem like that, and like he he did come off the bench in in that finale against Cincinnati and. It, it seemed to help a little bit, but it, time will remain to be seen if he can start getting on base like Kevin Biggio and start start making those home runs from Vladdy, you know, really hurt teams. Because right. that's, that's one of the things I've seen. The Blue Jays are, are having a good home run season, but then again, we've seen this from the Blue Jays so far, and we know the long ball isn't the solution to everything. Like, they're, they're second in the AL in home runs so far with 16, but they aren't really translating that into offense. They're seventh in runs scored. You'd think that'd be a little higher with the power barrage, but they're, they're just not getting on base. And that's a problem we've seen with this team in the past. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to be able to do things when you're not hitting the long ball. So yeah, but I think I'm I'm not that worried about Bo as of yet. I mean, it's it's been eight games, and we can certainly 
think of plenty other any of plenty of other blue jays in the past who have started fairly cold and and have gotten it going so I, i'm pretty <laughs> sure he'll be one of them <laughs> i am so glad you mentioned blue jays starting but, cold karen because that's that's where i wanted to kind of wrap <laughs> up the batting segment the bottom half of the lineup was was kind of ticketed to be like crucial to the blue jay success because we knew we had the the blue chip prospects at the top, but the bottom of the lineup had to start doing things. And so far it's not doing things. Um, Danny Jansen's off to a 125 batting average start. And that the outfield is exactly what we feared. Like out, outside of Lourdes Gurriel hitting five home runs so far, like they are, they're, the started the regular starting outfield is a combined fifteen for eighty five to start the season. Randall Randall Grichuk's batting average wouldn't make a sufficient weight for a supermodel at this time. <laughs> oh god! So, they. <laughs> I, I know Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins all throughout the winter is like, don't worry, the outfield's going to be fine. We've got our guys. We're going to take care of it. How long is it before they actually have to start taking care of it and, and maybe even making a move to like to get someone out there who, I don't know, can hit 200? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at so Gurriel... Right, right now, Gurriel, Anthony Alford, and Derek Fisher seem to be having decent starts. I, I mean, do you do, do you bench Gritchick and Hernandez for a game or two and, and let the other three kind of run with it? Or mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, Just throwing a thought out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we did, well, we did see that in the first game of the Yankees series when Teoscar got pulled um, for Derek okay. Fisher after three strikeouts um, against Masatanaka. Although Fisher proceeded to strike out in his at bat, so really, what changed? So. Mm. I, I I don't know. Other than and again, I mean, Hernandez has played all eight games. Fisher has played in five. But just looking, the the big difference that jumps out at me is the slugging percentage. Mm. With, with Hernandez at three ninety three and Fisher at five thirty eight. So. <laughs> yeah, and. To be to be fair, Derek Fisher had probably the most memorable shot out of the pair when he blasted that home run into like the the upper reaches of the upper deck at the Rogers Center. Like I I didn't I literally did not think he could hit it that far. And yet, oh. <laughs> and yet he he at, he took that Anthony DiSclefani pitch and just literally vaporized it. So, when you hit it that far, it should be good for two runs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, you should be able to run around like as many times as you can before they actually find the ball. <laughs> at least, at least we can laugh about that, Karen. That's that's something we got going for us uh, heading uh-huh. <laughs> heading into what I'm sure will be a very optimistic discussion of Blue Jays pitching coming up after this break but before we get there just a reminder that this episode of locked on jays is brought to you by withings do you hate stepping on scales i do because i'm massive but maybe it's just because you haven't met the right scale 
A company called Whittings makes the world's first smart scale. They're still the best at it. Tom's Guide rated it the best smart scale for 2020, that body plus body composition scale that we've been talking about. If you're looking to lose weight, you need to have strong willpower, but you also need to have the right tools at your disposal. I can't be doing sit-ups on the bare floor. That's why I got a yoga mat. And that's why you need the Withings Body Plus Smart Scale. It's durable. It has a very user-friendly design. It will send data right to an app on your phone so you don't have to strain down and look at it. Um, it gives you your weight, full body composition, your weight trend, even the local weather report just because it can. So it can support up to eight different users as well. So if you got a large family, you're all covered. And here's the deal. Right now, you'll get 25% off that Whittings Body Plus scale right now at Whittings.com for a very limited time. So go to Whittings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com, slash MLB, get 25% off that Body Plus Body Composition scale. So that's Whittings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S, slash MLB, get 25% off that Body Plus Body Composition scale and start losing weight as soon as you get that scale. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back talking Blue Jays 2020 as much as we can with Karen Sutar, Jays from thecouch.com. Karen, we knew this was coming. We're going to have to talk (laughs) about the pitching. We we have to, do we? Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> we do. Because let's let's face it. You want to know why the Blue Jays are three and five to start the season? It is entirely on the pitching, which has been abysmal. Outside of like two, maybe one or two bright spots, it has been abysmal. You look at the stats right now: six oh eight earned run average, almost dead last in the American League. The bullpen ERA is dead last because it's at eight. And like like everything is just bad. The the hits allowed. They've they've allowed eighty hits in total. The batting average on balls in play is three thirty, which is unsustainable, but still makes me angry. And the, <laughs> for all the home runs that the Blue Jays have hit, pitching staff's giving him up too. Sixteen home runs allowed. Dead last in the American League. Karen, mm. what the heck do the Blue Jays do about this? <laughs> um, <laughs> call up Nate Pearson. <laughs> oh my God, that may be that may be it. Um, yeah, I mean he's he he's one guy as good as as that may very well be. Whenever it happens, he's one guy, and and it looks like most of the guys on the staff need need something. Mm. They they need some sort of adjustments or like is everybody healthy? Are are some of these gaudy ERAs because people are injured and, and need some time on the IL and and if they are, I mean how's how's everybody doing in AAA or or is there a AAA to this? Are are there are there any of the depth that could be called up to give some of these guys a break? Yeah, it's it's tough to say honestly, like. Like it, it almost seems like the problem with the pitching staff. It's, it's, it's like spread throughout the team, and and you can start like right with the big ticket free agent signing from this off season, Hyunjin Ryu. I mean, 
I, I know he dealt with that oblique strain after his first start against Boston, but even before he left that game, it was still not good. And you you look at his stats through two starts so far, in 10 and two-thirds innings, he's given up 13 hits. Opponents are hitting 302 against him. And we knew there was going to be some kind of regression from that 2019 season, but but... Karen, could you really expect this much regression so quickly, or is it just like a manner of the injury or adjusting to the American League, or, or what? What is it? What do you think? Yeah, maybe maybe it's a bit of all of the above, but uh, yeah, I I certainly wasn't expecting this, and and I'm sure Blue Jays management wasn't either, or, or they wouldn't have given him eighty million dollars over the next four years. So I. I don't know. I, I feel like he'll sort it out. I sure as heck hope that he does. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not expecting 675 ERA from him for that much longer. So, yeah, Ho- hopefully there's an adjustment in there that can be made. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, granted, it's it's not looking Chris Davis bad after two games, but <laughs> let's pray it doesn't come to that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, but yeah, you you look for this pitching staff, and I don't think anyone was was going like you know who's going to be the brightest star this season. Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson is going to lead this team to glory. Like I I know watching that series finale against Boston, I I thought he could attack that lineup, but I I was not expecting seven scoreless out of him. That's that's for sure. Um, I'm I'm not saying this is going to be a thing with Chase Anderson, obviously, Karen, just because he's starting today against the Yankees, and that's a dicey proposition for the best of pitchers. So, what um, what do you make of that? Like, like is this closer to the Chase Anderson we're going to see, or are we going to see more of that Chase Anderson that served as a swingman in Milwaukee the past season, or is he the new Marco Estrada? Who knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean they both came from Milwaukee. Um <laughs> both were traded I, I, for first baseman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the parallel so far. Um <laughs> yeah, uh I, I mean I'm certainly not expecting a zero ERA from him through the rest of the season or or realistically anything close to to that, but I mean, if he can at least be respectable, if he can be better than he looks or, or better than he looked back in spring training, then then so much the better. So, and, and it's not like they can take him out of the rotation anytime soon because who the heck have they got who's that's anybody that's any better? So, Pearson? <laughs> and he'll be in there for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Maybe. I mean, hopefully he can get the call up sooner than later but he's he's one guy so i mean i mean danny salazar isn't exactly inspiring confidence in his new long relief role but i no. <laughs> I, but who in that bullpen is karen because like i uh, i i watched that wilmer fonts <laughs> oh my god if wilmer fonts the relief ace for the second straight year on his team i'm going to lose my mind just <laughs> Like, like I knew shades going... of <laughs> shades of Freddie Galvis from last year when he uh, was the only one on the team who could hit. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it 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 did my heart a little good to see Freddie Galvis contained in that series against Cincinnati, but um, 
But no, like I I watched that I watched that game Thursday against the Yankees and you know, after after watching the bullpen take some lumps in the in the final two games against Cincinnati, I knew it wasn't gonna be pretty. But watching Sam Gavilio and Thomas Pannone go out there and lit and like they, they couldn't find the freaking plate. And then when they did find the plate, it found the seats. That was the major problem. Like, like what? I don't even know. What do you do with this, with this bullpen with like four guys who have ERAs above 10 right now? Sam Gavilio is at 1473. And I know this is all like early season. Like, oh, it's not going to bear out over the entire year. Still ugly. Still don't want to see it. Still gives me a migraine. What? <laughs> what are we? What are we even doing? Yeah. Um. I, I mean, as I say, I, I guess you have to kind of look at each each guy who's struggling on the staff and figure out what the deal is. Does he need an adjustment? Is there maybe an injury there? Does he need a break of a little bit of time on the IL or or who knows I mean I don't I, I don't want to think that this is what's left in the tank for any of these guys I mean <laughs> they're, they're not Edwin Jackson no sorry Edwin Jackson no. but <laughs> don't apologize to Edwin Jackson he knows what he did with the Blue Jays <laughs> oh dear <laughs> he's like become his Become the standard for bad pitching. <laughs> Speaking of bad Blue Jays pitching from 2019, Ryan Fierabend just signed with the Giants, so it, it's not precluding people from getting work. Nope. <laughs> but I, like, I, I guess with 30 organizations, there, there'll be somebody out there. <laughs> uh, somebody. Um, but yeah, be, like like Gavilio and and Thomas Pannone, I can see bad ERAs. Rafael Delis just coming over back from Japan making the adjustment. I can see that. Ken Giles having the struggles he's had so far worries me. And like, I, I know I know it probably wasn't the best decision by Charlie Montoya to throw him out on back-to-back days. But still, like, he looks so shaky against Cincinnati. It just it just scares me. And um, Karen, I, I know not of us want to see that return to those Houston Wild days. Do you think it's just a blip? Do you think Ken Giles comes back from this? Or or are we going to look at the Blue Jays, you know, taking another asset and waiting too long to get full value on it? Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm hopeful that, that he can return to the Giles that, that we've seen in the past. And Yeah. <laughs> hopeful. That's, that's hopeful. hopeful. That's what we gotta be, but yeah, like, like, do we, do we have any other options? Like, I know, I know, Panone's only on the team because of the injury to Jordan Romano, but like, like, do we, do we have to start wondering if the Blue Jays are like, uh, maybe we should convert Sean Reed Foley, maybe, maybe Jacob Wagaspak should be up. Do we, do we buy the contract of Justin Miller? Is, is there a fix? for this bullpen. Right. Because it's, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I mean, eight, eight games in, how long do they wait? How long should they wait? 
before maybe giving some of these guys a break and, and flip-flopping with some arms down in AAA. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had the answer. <laughs> so, Karen, just, just looking ahead and trying trying to find those sunny days for the Blue Jays, they, they have the remaining two games in a series with the Yankees, which... I mean, they they could do a little better. Um, Jonathan Loiska and Ronnie Garcia are scheduled to pitch. Garcia just returned to the organization um, after being claimed in the Rule 5 from Detroit and then bouncing back. Although now the Blue Jays have to face Aaron Judge, which I don't know if that's such mm. a great trade-off. Um, then they get the Phillies for two games and they have to face Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, which fun times for an offense that's kind of struggling and then you look ahead they got that home stand against uh, a four game set against the royals which that sh- that should be four wins i mean clay buckles is starting the first game for the royals that that should be that should be a win and then uh three games set against the banged up twins who as i reported on twitter earlier this week they lost max kepler they lost Josh Donaldson to back spasms for two months. Um, are Let's put it like this. Are you any kind of confident that the Blue Jays can get to 500 at some point in April? I, if I had to hazard a guess, I, I'd say yes. I, I think I don't, don't see all being this bad indefinitely. I, I mean, just looking up and down the pitching staff, it's that the guys that are really bad aren't the ones that I expected. I thought Ryu, Schumacher, um, I, I mean, certainly Ken Giles and, and even Gavilio and Pannon and, and Relief Wolves. I expected a lot more of them. So I I think as a whole, they should sort it out. I, I'm hopeful and, yeah, hmm. yeah. <laughs> I noticed you didn't say you expected a lot more out of Randall Gretschuk. Um, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> although he had a decent spring training and, and it seemed like maybe he'd found another gear, but, mm. but we don't know. I mean, it's, it's eight games in <laughs> they, they got time to sort it out. <laughs> True. We, we are definitely overreacting, but it's, it's all we can really do at this stage is kind of, kind of react to what we got. And, and Karen, I'm, I'm so thankful you took the time and battled through emergency alerts and and everything <laughs> to come on and overreact with me to this, this first yeah. this first week and a half of yep. Blue Jays action. Um, That's the times we live in. But thank you again for having me. <laughs> of of course, anytime. Can you can you tell the fine folks where they can find you should they want to contact you and talk about things? Absolutely. I'm on Twitter at Karen Sutar1. That's S-O-U-T-A-R-1. And I, I love to chat with people about baseball or or anything else where, where there is mutual respect. And and y'all should take full advantage of that because Karen is a great person to talk to. That's why I want her on the program and why I'm happy it has finally happened, even as the government tried to foil it at every turn. Um if you want to keep following along with the season or just see how the heck I'm staying sane, spoiler alert, as I said, it's a lot of Animal Crossing at this point. 
but uh, you can do so by following me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya. However you get podcasts, you can subscribe to Locked on Blue Jays to make sure you don't miss an episode like when we do double headers on Saturdays because I just can't deal with the nightmare that was that seventh inning against the Yankees on Thursday because <laughs> I am not that strong a woman. So um, you can also subscribe to the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. You can follow it there at Locked on Jays. To, to get updates from, from my account and other locked on accounts. And Karen, again, thank you so much for, for enduring what, what were some painful talks at times, but also some very optimistic talks. And, and I'm glad you were able to join me for this. And thank you again for having, having me. It was a blast. <laughs> Excellent. We will have to do it again soon because yeah. fake baseball is better than no baseball. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So uh, now that we've reached the end of this episode, um, just tell your smart device, whatever one you use, because I'm not going to say a specific brand until someone pays me some money to do so. Uh, <laughs> you can say, hey, insert smart device here, play Locked On MLB, and that will get you the Locked On MLB podcast with Sully, who's who's a very funny guy, and we need laughter in these times. You, the podcast is great. I've done it. It's worth a listen. So check that out. Um, so yeah, for everyone uh, at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jeansfromthecouch.com, including the lovely Karen Sutar who joined me today, this has been AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. Bye.